So my wife would most definitely concur with this comment here in the fast lane. I don't think I'm about to get into trouble today. So Trey, I don't think I have to pull me back from the edge as we start the show today. As your friend, I'll I'll be on alert. Just just thank you. I, I appreciate that. Alert, 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 alert. <laughs> ding, ding. How do we say this as diplomatically about, you know, I'm going to talk in third person for a second. How do we say this as diplomatically as possible about Ed Lane? This is what my wife would be thinking. He can be a bit of a cheapskate in certain areas. What? Hard to believe. I know. Hmm. I'm the guy that itemizes anything whenever I can. Got really excited way back in the day when I learned that apparently you can write off Sunday tickets as a tax expense in sports broadcasting. Hey, there's got to be some perk with this job. Yo, Gary, can can you just pay it for me? Just <laughs> cover it? Uh, you know, and, and, and it has been a beneficial thing, even if you have so, to wait for the money to so, come late. So can I, like, tax exempt cable then? Because I have to watch the games to... No, you know, I think you could. Okay. Like, I'm dead serious. This is, now we're getting into a conversation. Yo, oh, no, no, no. I don't like, do the itemized deductions. I don't. I just do... I've done the standard deduction, Um, so... Oh, I, I mean, I itemize it. I've got lists. I've got receipts for years ago. And I'm not talking about the, uh, you know, slogan. Yeah. I've if got I receipts. got audited, I, I, I'd be screwed. So we're good. If I got audited, which God hope me, I, God bless me, please, I, I hope that does not happen. If the IRS is listening, um, please don't. If they do, we'll have a field day looking at all the paperwork in my house. Um, I don't know how they'll handle two, four, well, at the time it would be five-year-old boys because they're about to turn five. I'm shocked she didn't say, when you asked her that question, it, they just reply with what I hear a lot is he's something or he's special. And I was like, and I just go, yeah. That phrase would definitely come out about my frugal behavior, should we say. I've seen it. You know, because it, it's not just because we play this soundbite all the time here in the fast lane that I just so happen to have my eye, not always, but you know, you can't blame me. I'm in sales as well. But you can't blame me that I might happen to have my eye on. In the immortal words of our guy, Kenny Powers. Bills. Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. Trey, so busy focused on me that he forgot no, to focus on the right. So I hit the button. The board. I hit the button. And then, of course, as I hit it, my palm hit the off switch. So it was... It, it's not being my friend today. You know, the reality is I'll be more critical of you for a split second here. I feel like I reserve the right in this case. Trey, you should have sensed that the Kenny Powers reference was going to come, first of all, at any point in the fast lane, but even more so when we started getting into comments about... Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. Because we use that very, uh, not politically speaking here, but very liberally in the fast lane. Yeah, I typically have it on before, um... The this, this show starts like I have it on as the intro is playing. Um, I forgot to do that. I didn't do that today. For all my running friends out there, you know, it, whether it's a 5K or a marathon or an ultra or something in between, you get toward the end of the race and sometimes you can get stronger. And I'm blessed to have said that's happened before. There are other times, and sadly this has happened as well, where you just start to feel the gas draining and there's not much you can do in the moment to right the ship. Tennis fans will respect this. Look back to Carlos Alcaraz at the French Open when he was gassed after the second set against Novak Djokovic and got destroyed in sets three and four in that semifinal. That's the reference we're mentioning because Trey kind of feels that way right now. And I'd say I'm probably getting close to that point also. ACC football kickoff in a month can't come soon enough for me. The beach vacation that will be following that, oh, it definitely cannot come 
soon enough. I'm ready as for well. me. Uh, yeah. Trey, I, me, we all are. I don't get to see you for two weeks. I think that's. I mean, I was gonna. That's a good thing. Trey, that is no a offense. victory. I think for it's a victory you. for both of us. You know, I I think it's good. They say absence makes the heart grow fonder. So <laughs> I think that will be thoroughly put to the test in the fast lane. But doesn't mean I don't love you, man. As a friend, no, but, but I just, but, but look, you know, hey, I have to nag you in not a bad way, but I have to poke and prod you out of your comfort zone, much the way that you know Gary and Franklin and our team will do that for me to try to get the best results. And you know, you, you got to know when to back off. I'd like to think they're very good at that. We all are, but there are times where you have to do it, and it, it can wear on people, and you just need to check out for a brief moment. Uh, although I'm never really fully checked out because clients call all the time. I know I'm getting into the weeds here. What I was getting at, though, at the very beginning of the fast lane today, all this money talk and how it circles back, is something relative to NASCAR. And the most specific thing that's popped up is this. There's the whole phrase that's out there, penny-wise, pound-foolish. And maybe it's British because that's the pound currency and where it's utilized. But... We'll put it in American parlance. It basically means you're so worried about short-term costs and savings that you lose sight of the bigger picture. Again, full confession time here. I'm the guy that, you know, has taken a while to have to learn this in life. But NASCAR could well be in a similar spot. They better not be this coming weekend for the NASCAR race at Chicago when they're constructing that course on the fly, or at least they've done it over the last six months. But... Here's what happened in Sunday's race that brings up this comment, as you may have noticed from the NBC broadcast. Yeah, I mean, it just couldn't avoid, couldn't steer the car away from the, the direction it was going. I don't think there's anything Blaney could have done to change where this car was headed. Yeah, that all started way ahead of him right there. Oh, that is such a massive hit. That is what Jeff Burton added at the end of Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s initial commentary on the hit that Ryan Blaney sustained at Nashville this past weekend. And then Ryan Blaney describing it as the hardest hit of my life. Hardest one of my life. No doubt about it. He, here's the thing. This could have been avoided. And thank God nobody died. Like, let, let, let's keep this in perspective. Thank God nobody died. Thank God nobody was seriously injured. But why are we screwing around with safety in NASCAR right now when you've had multiple instances of injuries, including concussions, within the last year and a half with this current version of the car? I get it. It's really difficult to change the car right now. Supply chain issues, we've heard about them. Most people, especially NASCAR fans, given their political leanings, according to the majority of them, you would think, would probably be understanding that politically that's a factor. So the idea of supply chain issues making it difficult to change the parts on the current car and therefore make the changes to make it more safe, that it's going to be a little bit more difficult to resolve issues with the car so that it doesn't have the same impact on drivers when it has an impact with the wall. Well, if that's the case, and NASCAR has already made changes, including at times repairing tracks with the safer barrier, shouldn't this be something they do? Why wouldn't you do this? This is literally the example of penny-wise, pound-foolish. Because you've got NASCAR drivers out there. Plenty of them have an ownership stake in organizations. Denny Hamlin, we know about it, 2311 Racing. 
One of the broadcasters you heard on that NBC clip, Dale Earnhardt Jr., has JR Motorsports in the Xfinity Series. Obviously, there are others. God bless their family right now, Jimmy Johnson and Legacy Motor Club. More on that tragedy in the Fast Five at Five-ish because he's not going to be racing in Chicago this weekend because of a murder-suicide that took the lives of some in-laws of his. And that that is, is sad. But we're stepping back from that for a brief second. And again, we don't need to be insensitive. But we're trying to stay on somewhat topic here. Safety as it relates to a NASCAR race. There's so many figures in NASCAR that have raced and own organizations. So it's not like these drivers are oblivious to the idea that money is a factor in everything that happens within a sport. And while everybody's fighting for their share of dollar, dollar bills, y'all, they're also understandable that certain things are more difficult to fix in the short term because of economic realities that generally speaking, a lot of athletes and entertainers may not have a concept of what that actually means. I'd say in NASCAR they do, but let's not kid ourselves here. Having the majority of space that could be exposed to a race car walls in particular, covered by the safer barrier isn't good enough. The majority is not going to cut it here. 100% is what really matters here. Because NASCAR is being penny-wise and pound-foolish, or in this case, Speedway Motorsports, which now operates Nashville Super Speedway and some of the other tracks they've acquired. You're trying to save some money in the short term. Why? Kyle Busch even mentioned this. That it could be money or it could be oversight, but yeah, I mean it's it's money, right? Uh, and sometimes it's oversight, but um, I think those are probably the two biggest things that come down to why things do or don't get done. That little comment from Kyle Bush to FrontStretch.com after the race added the oversight in there, kind of couching it. He's not going scorched earth on Nashville Super Speedway and their parent company Speedway Motorsports, but it's probably money. Uh, Let's not kid ourselves. Of course it is. When you're talking about business decision makers, the number one language they speak is not moral objectivity for the sake of being morally right in most cases. It's moral objectivity for the sake of making sure you have the best path to preserve dollar, dollar bills, y'all. And that is really the route that they often go. So here's the thing. Spend the money if you're any of these organizations. Speedway Motorsports, NASCAR. The third one would be the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which is, oddly enough, Roger Penske's organization. Ironic because he has three different drivers in his stable that will be running NASCAR races there in about six weeks. Spend the money. Uh, Yes, I'm not saying this from a, it's the moral right thing to do. That's probably what you would hear from most people In the media. Certainly if they were woke media members, they'd probably go down that route. It's not that. It's common sense. To answer the Three Stooges question. Are you that dumb? No, we're not. Nobody is. It's about making money. And you have to lose a little bit of money now to make the wall safer. Go ahead and do it. This is not that difficult. If I'm smart enough to figure this out. Again, me. Ed Lane here with some random show in Virginia on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Blessed to have it, but the Fast Lane is not this major media outlet. Then every other organization that has a much greater vested interest should easily have that. Ryan Blaney, speaking with Front Stretch after the race, of course, he had to address the wall. 
he was a little more, understandably, since he sustained the hit, spirited. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure they'll put one on it after this, you know. Uh, you know, it sucks that things like that have to happen if someone hit a wall head on like that. You know, and then you're like, oh, we'll put a safe barrier on it now. You know, it's like, why are you not doing the whole track? I'll pay for the thing to get put on there. It's 30 feet. Like, I don't know. It's not my, I'm fine. Just kind of pissed. Ryan Blaney, speaking with FrontStretch.com and other media members after the race, I'll pay for the bleeping thing, in essence, is what he's saying, to put the safer barrier on the wall. Be careful, by the way. These organizations to, again, save a little bit of money might actually take you up on that offer. It shouldn't be that way. If you lose a driver's life, a driver gets more seriously injured, and, oh, I don't know, let's just say a driver gets hurt at a track that doesn't have a safer barrier in a certain spot, and it's a Speedway Motorsports track that's coming up on the schedule. Oh, we'll just throw out Atlanta since that's the next one that they have. Let's just say a driver gets hit, it hits the wall at one of those points. And I don't know if Atlanta is 100% covered or not, but we're using it for an argument here. Well, guess what? If that driver sustains a serious injury, maybe that driver is not able to run at, oh, I don't know, New Hampshire in a couple of weeks. Is that really what you want trying to sell some last-second tickets? That Chase Elliott, we'll use him as an example because he has had injuries this year. Let's just say he hits the wall. Or Bubba Wallace, another polarizing driver. Fans come to boo him or cheer him, but they come for him. What if that happens? Again, this is not that hard to figure out. Kyle Busch even spoke on this as he elaborated to frontstretch.com after the race. I mean, that's probably not the best, but, um, you know, I, we've all worked and prided ourselves on safety, and we've tried to and tell them just it doesn't matter where you can never cut corners and um, take a chance on that. So a lot of racetracks that put it all the way around on the infield, you know, I mean, give us a chance. We're going to we're gonna be able to figure out a way of hitting something uh, some way or another, but um, hopefully everything's all right there with, with Blaney, and, you know, we'll, we'll look at the ramifications of fixing it. Kyle Bush speaking with FrontStretch.com after the race. I mean, look, it, 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 oh, we'll just put it over most of the track. There's a low probability of driver. It's not a zero probability. There's a zero probability, fine, don't cover it in a safer barrier. But if there is a 1% probability that a driver hits a spot based on how he wrecks, it could happen. Don't lose the money long-term that could come from drivers being injured. Or worse, something happens because you didn't take proactive and precautionary measures. Don't do it. Don't lose that. Don't lose the potential interest if you're an NASCAR. This is not that hard to figure out. If I can do it, so can they. It's also not hard to figure out how to save money. It's always available for you at InsaneRadioDeals.com. We've got great experiences. Are you like me getting ready to cut that hair at some point in the next couple of weeks? Because it's on my schedule. I may go with the old Kenny Powers look, of course. You know, the cornrows that turn into dreadlocks. I've discussed that with my wife. Uh, it's been kind of different opinions If you on come that. in here with cornrows, I don't know if I'll be able to do a show. You know, I don't uh, even know. Because I'll just be laughing. Well, I don't know if they can do that at the Lotus Beauty Bar, but if I want a legitimate haircut, I know they can. And it's easy for you to get one. Just go to InsaneRadioDeals.com. I know they can do it because they've given me legitimate haircuts back when I had my haircut a few months ago and before that, a few months way before that. So they've done it before. So they can do it for you. The Lotus Beauty Bar at InsaneRadioDeals.com. Do you need to get your physique sculpted and chiseled? Like some of the athletes that we've interviewed previously and will do again in the fast lane. Easy. Crosswide Athletic Club, individual, couple, and family memberships, they are waiting for you at insaneradiodeals.com. 
there are a couple of other topics to address in terms of cleaning out the NASCAR at Nashville notebook. So we'll do that right now as we get into the weeds. Let's get into the weed. <coughs> Smoke weed every day. Excuse me. Let's get into the weeds where we take a dive into different sports topics here on the Fast Lane. So here's the one that just gets me. I cannot for the life of me figure this out. Friday night, Truck Series race, Nashville. Sunday night, Cup Series race, Nashville. Makes total sense. Saturday afternoon when it's hot, sweltering, and humid in late June in Nashville where temperatures routinely are in the upper 90s, as our great weather forecaster would say. It's looking a little bit like those Dallas Cowboys is peaking in the 90s. Of course, that soundbite is going to make regular appearances in the fast lane. But that's what it looks like in Nashville during the day. Why are we racing during the day? I mean, this again, if I can figure this out that it's not a good idea, someone else should do that. And I understand that TV often has a heavy say in these decisions. Newsflash, outside of the College World Series, and I get the Xfinity Series is not the most popular in NASCAR. You know, it maybe gets a million viewers if things go right. It gets about that in terms of cable TV viewership for that particular series. But... When you have nothing else going on on a Saturday night in the summer and it makes more sense from a common sense standpoint to run a race at night, why not do that? Kyle Busch, he was asked about whether they should have run the cup race at daytime versus nighttime this past Sunday and gave a comical, not too mean-spirited, but snarky answer to some of Trey's colleagues at frontstretch.com. Were you outside today? Were you out? Do you want to race in there? You can have my seat. Jesus. Hell no. No, night race for sure. I wasn't actually hot. I got out of the car. I got hotter when I got out of the car. So, um, you know, it was it was not bad out there while we were running around. It was just a lot of green flag racing, so a lot of hard work. Kyle Bush speaking with frontstretch.com and others after the uh, race on Sunday. I mean, again, this is common sense here. Kyle Bush is much better about the snarky comments that would lend you to believe common sense should be factored into the sport. But you're not wrong. I mean, it blows my mind. I am all for Sunday afternoon races. Heck, I would prefer it. I don't like staying up late if I don't have to. And it would have been nice to get a little bit of extra shut-eye on Sunday night. But I get why they ran the race Sunday night in Nashville and in other tracks in the upper north, upper Midwest. Michigan coming up in a few months Pocono in the Northeast, New Hampshire as well. Those tracks make sense. Atlanta, I don't know what we're doing on a Sunday afternoon in a couple of weeks running down there when it's going to be 900 degrees in a car. Uh, that's a night race. Oh, it is. Okay, thank you for clarifying that because it used to be an afternoon race. Yeah, it's a, but, uh, it's a night race now. Thank God. that Again, common sense should prevail. Well, and Michi- well, Michigan, Pocono, you mentioned those. They don't have lights. You can't do it at night. But they're also further north. So while it's warm, it is more likely you're going to be getting temperatures kind of like the Washington Commanders peaking in the upper 80s. You're welcome. As opposed to the Dallas Cowboys. It's looking a little bit like those Dallas Cowboys is peaking in the 90s. I mean, it's just a reality of what you've got when it comes to this time of year. When we come back in the fast lane. If you want a good example of an eastern East Coast waste. East Coast race. Sorry, I know you were about to go to break, but I, I'm, I'm trying oh, to help, okay. you, with, help okay. you with your argument real quick. Richmond is at 3 o'clock. Yeah, I don't get that one either. On Sunday. In late July. when it's Or maybe it's early August at that point. I don't know if it's July 31st or August 1st. It's July 30th. Yes, thank you, Trey. 
Why? I will be there. You will be there. I'll be on my way back. I go front. I'm dedicated from the beach to the racetrack. On your way back for here Tom. to host the fast lane for an entire week. Yep. You and Ty. I mean, listeners are going to be looking forward to, well, not hearing me for a while, but uh, alas, enjoy that. Trey will be doing that. That's a couple of weeks from now. We'll keep you posted as that time gets closer. We're going to have a weird schedule coming up, by the way. Total programming notes over the next handful of weeks. No show the 3rd or Independence Day the 4th of July. We've got a couple of other of these type of days coming up. And then once we get into early August, it'll settle back down. So just keep it locked. Fast Lane Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts, of course, for all your favorite content and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. When we return, we will get to the Fast Five at five-ish. But before we do that, Ben Cates, local sports reporter of NewsAdvance.com, he is already starting to look ahead to high school sports season. So we'll touch on that when we return here in the Fast Lane across the Virginia Talk Radio Network. <laughs> 